Good morning. It's June 27th, and welcome to Doing Life, daily devotions for finding peace in stressful times. This is the audible companion to the book of the same name. Today's topic is back pain. Therefore, we do not lose heart, even though our outward man is perishing, yet the inward man is being renewed day by day. For our affliction, which is but for a moment, is working for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory, while we do not look at the things that are seen, but the things that are unseen. 2 Corinthians 4, 16-17 I have what you'd call a bad back. While I've had several back and neck surgeries on intervertebral discs, all of which were, quote, successful, unquote, I continue to intermittently collapse on the ground screaming when I have crippling lower back spasms. I understand some 50 million Americans have similar issues. Over the last five years, Qi Dong and Yang-style Tai Chi every single morning have strengthened my core and markedly decreased the frequency of those episodes. However, bending and turning to pet the dog this morning caused a twinge, which is gradually tightening through the day. I don't have crippling migraines or insulin-dependent diabetes or a major birth defect or dyslexia or leukemia or lymphoma, or a colostomy, or renal failure, or heart failure, or need an organ transplant, or a hip transplant, or you name it. But still, I find a way to feel sorry for myself, intermittently, and think internally how unfair it is that I have to deal with this when other people have no problem with their backs. Really? I mean, really? The now-famous evangelist, motivational speaker, and author, Joni Erickson Tata, dove off a dock into Chesapeake Bay at age 17, and was instantly paralyzed from the neck down. I'm sure she would love to be able to feel some back pain. Paul reminds us in our opening verse that we should view life from an eternal perspective. Our physical and circumstantial pain is only transient and viewed as nothing compared to the, quote, weight of glory, unquote, accrued in heaven by the nature of our response to those difficulties. Tata said this perspective used to infuriate her. She would never walk, never even use her hands, never feel what everyone else felt, and God thinks that's light and temporary? But after her fifth year of quadriplegia, she began to understand how her accident was beginning to work for her good and God's glory. She was becoming more Christ-like. In her book, Making Sense of Suffering, Tata defines suffering as having what you do not want and wanting what you do not have. How we deal with that is directly linked to our attitude about God and how he works in our lives. Suffering can sanctify one individual, and in another breed only anger and self-centeredness. Understanding that God is sovereign and will work everything for good for those who believe can shape an attitude that molds a more Christ-like character. Romans 8.28, Ephesians 1.11, Isaiah 45.5. Tata points out that afflictions have many effects on us and the Bible outlines them. They increase our awareness of God's sustaining power, Psalm 68, 19. They force dependence on God, 2 Corinthians 12, 9. They break our spirit, humbling and emptying us so that God may pour his healing into the brokenhearted and submissive, Psalm 51, 17. They drive us to discernment, to scripture, and to obedience, allowing us to see things from God's perspective, Psalm 119, 66 and they weaken us so that we must lean on God's grace, discovering his strength and bolstering our testimony about his grace. Suffering helps us learn the mind of Christ, 
who himself learned obedience through suffering. Philippians 2, 5. Suffering allows the life of Christ to show up in our lives as we die to ourselves and our wants and wishes. 2 Corinthians 4.10 Suffering teaches us that God is more concerned with our character than our comfort. God can use our adverse circumstances to foster character qualities. Romans 5.3 Hebrews 12.10 Joni Erickson Tata shows us that Christ, who could have altered the plan, did not exempt himself from suffering. Do we somehow get a pass? Matthew 10 tells us a student is not above his teacher. God has uses for our affliction, and they are good ones. Seeing them is difficult and takes time, study, and prayer. But her testimony is a shining example of Romans 8.28. As frustrating and unfair as our own difficulties may seem to us at times, it is difficult to remember that God really, really can and does Work all things together for good for those who love God. Yes, my back hurts, but it makes me grateful for what I can feel. Yes, my back hurts, but it reminds me to help others whenever possible, because I know they're hurting too. Yes, my back hurts, but I can use it to understand a little tiny bit about how God can use affliction, and then to tell you about it. Amen. Dear Heavenly Father, Thank you that you sent your son, not only for his perfect life, example, and teaching, but as awful as it sounds, so that he could suffer and die for us. Our Lord knows what it means to suffer. Through it, he showed us obedience, and through obedience demonstrated his love, just as we can. Thank God for his gift of eternity, believing that in our hearts makes suffering a thing we can endure and still use to help others. Amen. We'll see you tomorrow.